can I hear you? Yeah. Okay, good. Yo, what is up, everybody? Happy Friday. Oh, caught her off guard. <laughs> um, welcome to Takeover Lounge. It's Friday, <laughs> 8 p.m. We here. Yo, y'all see the new logos on the side, on my side of the screen, at least. You know, you saw you see the cartel coffee. You, you got the you got the shirt on. Show, show your merch real quick. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cartel the puppy. You feel me? So just in case y'all didn't know, this episode of the of the, the Takeover Lounge is brought to you by Cartel Coffee Labs. And we are out here sipping uh, today on some Cartel Coffee. I got a, I got a funny story for y'all that happened oh, yesterday. No. <laughs> before we get into the, uh, into the guests and before we roll the intro, um, I, I feel like we should tell this story real quick. So yesterday... We went. To, we made our way to Cartel Coffee, and it's my first time having having real coffee. So, I, I, you know, I have Dutch Bros. I had Starbucks. I had my fair share of things. But uh, I asked Daniela. I was like, "Yo, what what did you get?" And Daniela proceeded to tell me what she got. And what which was what was it? A dirty chai latte. A dirty chai latte. She told me it had two shots of espresso in there. Me being who what I am, what shot? I didn't say two. No, there was two in that. There was two in there. But uh with with that being said, I have no idea what espresso oh, is. So this is like my first time, my first coffee endeavor. So I go up to the to the the, the lovely employee that was working there yesterday and um you know, I told her I want the I want the dirty chai latte and she recommended that for me because I from Dutch Bros I get a I get pretty much similar order but it's white coffee and no espresso. So I'm drinking this thing. It's smooth. Everything's fine. Like I'm chilling. We get in, get out. I go back to my uh, car and I'm just like hyper focused. Like I'm just zoned in to like whatever's on my phone. It's ridiculous. I'm like emailing back and forth to people. I'm texting. I'm Snapchatting. I'm Instagramming. I'm like, yo, what am I doing? And this goes on for like, I want to say until like, 6 30 at night like i'm hyper focused like i can you told me to do a task it was done like before you even said it so right at like 7 30 i get popeyes and i, I told i told daniela i was like yo this this coffee is going right through me yo i'm like this might be tmi for some of y'all but that espresso got to me but <laughs> And this is this was Danielle, and she she snapped me, and she was like, "You do realize coffee is a uh, diuretic, correct?" And I was like, oh "I didn't know it hit like that. That, that hit like a laxative on like, a, and I'm lactose intolerant too, so I had whole milk in my dirty chai latte. So that was just <laughs> the cherry on top. But that is nobody's fault at Cartel Coffee. That is me <laughs> being me and just." rolling with the sacrifices but today <laughs> shout out daniela for putting me on some espresso espresso i say espresso but espresso oh my God. <laughs> i hope the people back home are watching this and they're like yo this is crazy what did i just walk into but um cartel coffee you know the vibes uh daniela what you sipping on today for the show the dirty chai latte. <laughs> so I opted out of the dirty chai oh. latte today, but I decided to get the chai tea with some 
almond milk. So I'll be okay for tomorrow and tonight. I can sleep. <laughs> I, will, I, I will sleep fine tonight. I didn't go to bed until like 4.30 a.m. last night. So with that being said, we got um, we got a special guest with us today, and she is rocking it. She's killing everything she does. So before we do that, and oh, also, she's doing a special performance for us today. Instead of the Couch Halftime Show, we're going to have uh, – her perform a song for us so that's gonna be lit but before we get into that we're gonna run this intro and we'll be back with our special guest support for the takeover lounge is provided by the arts foundation for tucson and southern arizona funded by the city of tucson and pima county with additional support from the community foundation for southern arizona welcome to the takeover lounge Yo, welcome to the lounge. We are back. How you doing? Hi, how are you? Oh, we're doing well. We're happy to have you on the show. Thanks for making time out of your day to do this. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Did you hear all that story? Did you hear the story about what happened? Yes, I was over here laughing. <laughs> I was like, I, I was debating whether or not to share this story tonight, but I was like, it's, we had to. Oh, just for the, for the sponsorship and just yeah. what was up. You had to. <laughs> So, you know what? Welcome to Takeover Lounge. We're going to have Daniela kick it off like she normally does on a Friday evening for us. Mm-hmm. All right, Tora. The first question is, what is, your favorite, what is your favorite way to reconnect with yourself? To reconnect with myself. Oh, I really love, like, meditation is always a good way to kind of, like, recenter yourself. And um, I love taking baths and kind of, like, getting some aromatherapy going and making some, like, herbal tea and kind of sometimes even I'll write something, write some music. Wow. But, yeah. That's nice. That's a, I feel like I should I could use a bath. I mean, I, I don't have the, the capabilities, but. <clears throat> it sounds pretty peaceful. I never have done it, but I feel like it's, it's an experience in itself. Yeah. <laughs> you use the, the Epstein, the, what is it? The, oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. That's awesome. What's the, what's your favorite kind of like smell that you use? I, I love like lavender and vanilla. Like that's my favorite combo. I don't know why. <laughs> I really love um, Lang Lang. I'm not and- familiar. It's like a type of flower, oh, and then also jasmine. Mm. And with aromatherapy, do you know what those like help with? Like, is it anxiety? Like, is it supposed to like de-stress you? Or yeah, it's kind of like a de-stressor. Um, it does a lot of stuff with kind of easing your stress and tension and all of that, helping that you sleep even. Like lavender yeah. is great. I spray this. I have this lavender spray that I spray on my pillows. At night, and like helping my sleep. That's awesome, because uh, we we talk we talk a lot about mental health here on this show, which is really which is really strange because I we didn't we never like intended for that to be the case. But yeah. I love I love going to Bath and Body Works, getting that lavender stuff. It's just really like that's my guilty pleasure. Like Bath and Body Works, that's where I'm at. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
so where you're from tucson correct well i grew up in tucson but i was actually born in la oh nice so now you're back home correct in la yeah well sort of like i'm living in the bay area in alameda and but like my my work most of my work is in la okay so it made sense for you to move out to cali so you can be out there that makes that's dope i want to know like what got you into music um you know i was i was very young it was before i even remember and my mom tells stories of me like trying to mimic mariah carey on the radio and um you know i kind of just tell myself how to sing and eventually wanted to perform and and do all of that so do you remember what song like you were trying to to sing belt out Mariah Carey song? <laughs> um, I remember the first song that I performed of hers was "Hero." Mm-hmm. Um, and then "Make It Happen" was another one back in the day. That's awesome. Uh, There's got to be a way. That was that was one mm-hmm. too. Awesome. What up? I I read in like I was. You know, not to be weird or anything, but I was talking through your Instagram, doing some research. You know, because I'm a I'm a journalist. I got on my journalist bag. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm a journalist. <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're gonna call it. A, we're gonna have that a segment. When I say that, we're just gonna have a sound effect that goes off. And it's like <laughs> journalist Zion Givens in his journalist bag. But um, you said you had like a lot of um, like things you were into when you were young. Like it was uh, I think it was auto repairs and it was music dancing uh acting so what would you say like helped you navigate towards all those things um my mom's openness and acceptance of everything that i was interested in she was like oh you want to do this you want to see this you want to do this you want to try this (laughs) you know everything that i said that i wanted to be or try or do she made it possible for me like she just wanted me to figure out what my biggest passion was and what I eventually wanted to do for the rest of my life. So I think that's so helpful. Like it's so awesome to have a parent like that or individual, like, wow. Cause you know, a lot of parents are just like, mm-hmm. pick one thing, stick to it for the rest of your life and don't mm-hmm. even worry about anything else. But it's just so cool to hear you and your mom's like relationship. And it was like, Oh, you want to do this? All right, let's do it. You know what I mean? So it's so cool. So since you got into like the whole automotive and the race, you raced a race car, didn't you? Mm-hmm, yeah. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. So do you still have to own your own <laughs> auto shop? But like in the oh, yeah. or is it an angle for you? Yeah, I definitely still want to do that. Um, unfortunately, I had to sell my uh, my Mustang that I had. But um, I definitely plan on doing that in the near future. It's just like, it's a, you know, it's a money pit. So yeah. you have to really be able to support that hobby. Mm-hmm. Right. Look it on or you're going to end up with a chop shop in the back with a bunch of stuff that doesn't run. You know what I mean? Right. You're like, yeah. you're trying need- to get to like do something and it's just like that. But yeah, I definitely want to expand that in the future. I just have to, you know, get some 
<laughs> definitely, definitely. That's so sick. What was it like racing a, a car? Like, what's that experience like? Um, well, it's very thrilling. It's very, you know, if you if you love um, adrenaline rushes, mm. it's definitely something of the sort. But um, yeah. <laughs> so, did you start like actually getting into cars? Like, were you here in Tucson? Yeah, well, my mom moved to Tucson when I was four years old. Okay. Um, and then I just, I grew up there ever since. My, I mean, we always went back to California. We always went to Disneyland and like right. California. But um, I was probably, I might have been about like six or seven when I first, um, I really wanted, I started playing with Hot Wheels a lot. Like okay. it was like when I was collecting them and I had a big old like, bin of hot wheels and i got this um do you remember those like they were almost like area rugs but they had little cities yeah. on them yes yeah you know, that i was like <laughs> i'm like i was like, i'm illegal street racing <laughs> on the fire the uh firehouse and the police station i'm like Whoa! yeah so that was the start <laughs> that's awesome what um like, where do you get start? Like, where do you just pick up that hobby from? Like, do you like where can I if I wanted to like race a car or get into like racing oh, no. cars? How would I how would I go about doing that? Like here in Tucson, I would probably first um, take the automotive technology program through Pima, so you get the knowledge that you need for um, you know to to have and build a race car because I was like it was a project for me I, I bought this race car and I was like I'm gonna build it I'm gonna like reconstruct it and do all these things it's gonna be a project for me so that was the mm-hmm. um so you know you definitely have to gain the knowledge of, of what you're doing and make sure that you know how to to mm-hmm. you know maintenance comes first it's the most right. important and then you start learning how to build an engine. You start learning how to build the um, suspension, how to strengthen it. If you want to do like drifting or something, you probably have to strengthen the suspension. Wow. Um, but yeah, I would de- I would definitely first start with classes and then sure. and then, and then <laughs> get a little project car, get some parts, and try to you know. Ooh. Danielle knows where my head's at. Like she's about to, she's gonna be all mad. She's about to say, "Oh my gosh, you're, you're taking these classes!" Like, yeah, I'm. I'm become. I'm just gonna try it. <laughs> That's too funny. Do you do you remember like back to the music thing? Because I mean, we love talking about cars, but you like hone in on music. Like you're you're so incredibly talented, and you know you were on American Idol x factor you've done things with like a lot of celebrities but um i want to go back way back to like your first performance ever like do you remember like what that was like for you and what song you were singing (laughs) oh i think i was four years old and um gosh i think i was singing this oh my gosh what was it called um it was a song i think by sunny Mm, and mm-hmm. it was, uh, oh my gosh, I think it was something about the summer. <laughs> I cannot, I cannot even remember. Um, but if I look at, if I look it up, I'll right. send it to you. I'm please, like, oh, please. My mom will be like, oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> so that was probably the very first song I ever performed. And it was actually with a little um, performing 
um, like youth group. It was like this nonprofit organization and they like taught kids um, how to like sing and dance and um, we awesome. had little medleys of old old school songs and stuff like that. And um, yeah, that's tight. What was like, when did you know that, like, yo, I can actually sing and make this a career? Like, when was that like a thought? Um, probably when I was about 10 years old and I made oh, wow. my first, um, my first like real EP, like CD. And wow. like, we did a little, my mom and I did like this little photo shoot. And, um, I, you know, went in the, in the real studio and recorded these songs. And Dang, at 10? Yeah. Wow. Teachers, but, you know, like I, I did the studio yeah. thing and, and I was like, this is really like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I wanted to do all this other stuff on the side, I was like, this is like going to be my main thing. And right. then I'll have, like these little life side hustles. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Collect the bag in any way you can. You Go know? for it. <laughs> Multiple yeah. streams of income. Ain't nothing wrong with that. You know? <laughs> but that's sick. But, um, do you remember like going into like the recording studio at a young age, like at 10 and you're just like, whoa, like were you taken back or was it just like, oh, I can get used to this or what was it? It was kind of like, it was kind of just like an upgrade to like what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. So I had, my mom had got me this little recorder and I used to like, you know, back in the day they had the cassette tape players, like the mm-hmm. big ones and you could like record. Right. You know, so I would do that all the time. And I would record all kinds of things, stupid songs. When I think when I was like four or five, I wrote this song about guinea pigs. Because I, <laughs> I used to have all these guinea pigs and stuff. And, like, and, babies, and I like love guinea pigs. And I wrote this song about it. And um, um, yeah, I used to like mess with the recorders all the time. And I was like, when I got to the studio, I was like, wow, this is like an upgrade. <laughs> like, we can actually do the work. <laughs> Right. Like, okay, this is what I need. Nice. That's funny you brought bring up the cassette uh, tapes and recorders because Chazelle was telling us, one of our guests before, she used to do that over her mom's tapes, like her Queen Latifah tapes. And her mom would be so mad, like, why am I hearing my daughter's voice on Queen Latifah? So did you did you do that at all? Did you get your mom's tapes or no? No, no, no. My mom used to buy me the big old bolt packs of like oh, you were set. Oh yeah, like well, most of the tapes that that I have that had other people on it were like my um the ones I like. Like I had a Selena cassette tape. I oh had wow, that tape. I had all these different like <laughs> tapes. So I like I wouldn't want to. I don't even think I ever tr- even tried to record. Yeah, the, uh, you're like not mine, not my tapes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Uh, um, how would you find Seth as a musician or artist? Say that one more time. How would you define success as a musician or an artist? Um. You know, success is really in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. It really um, mm-hmm. depends on what your goals are and and what you what your dreams are. Really, um, I think that success has a lot to do with reaching your goals and reaching your dreams and your aspirations. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think there's no specific. I mean, there might be like a specific line of success when it comes to how other people view you. But mm. um, I think success really mm. only has to do with what you view of yourself personally. And, and if you're satisfied with what you've done and how you've done it. Definitely. What What would you say like been most successful for you? Um, I think the most successful for me is probably gaining the knowledge in the industry to be able to, um, not only protect myself, but know that I, I, you know, I'm comfortable being an independent artist, whether I, Mm -hmm. you know, hit mainstream or not, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so, you know, whether I'm like on the radio and, and getting paid millions of dollars for tours, like, sure, that'd be great mm-hmm. um, to be able mm-hmm. to, um, you know, financially be successful in that way and being able to kind of live off of my music. That's definitely um, part of the dream. But right. in all of reality, I've done so much. I've seen so much. I've like been all over the world. Mm. I've been able to perform my original music. I've fought for my original music. I've, I, you know, right now with the University of Arizona program I'm in right now is, is the, a law program. Right. So, um, you know, just getting the knowledge and being able to be a strong independent musician, whether mm-hmm. I decide to sign a contract or not. Right. Being able to back myself is most important. I think that's so cool that you're going to like, you're educating yourself to be successful in the field that you're in. I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard. You know what I mean? The in, Like they make, the industry makes it seem like it's so easy and okay. Yeah. It will mm-hmm. give you 3.5 million. Okay. There you go. But you don't really know what you're signing until you read it. And you're like, mm-hmm. what? Well, so, what they're reading when they're reading that type of language. Mm-hmm. It's a exactly. Wild. Right. So I think it's that like like I said, kudos to you. I mean, that's awesome that you're just really educating yourself. And then in turn, you're like taking it out and sharing with others, with other artists, be like, this is what I learned, this is what I'm doing. Like just look out for these. So I think that's cool. And did that come from like being burned on the back end with a bad deal one time? Oh, definitely. Um more than one time. You oh, know, wow. I it started it all started with my very first contract I signed when I was when I was 18 and um, you know that's when I really dealt with almost all of the craziness in the industry when it comes to um, the drugs the um, the harassment from men and and you know the attempt of being pushed into something um, in return for something else that you're not willing to give Right. And so, um, you know, I had to get out of that contract. I had to get a lawyer and I had to, you know, do all this stuff to get out of that contract. So mm-hmm. um, that was a really, that was like one of the, the first experience in the industry was one of the craziest experiences. Oh, man. You know? And I had moved out to LA to, to like fulfill that contract and do all that, you know, from wow. there. That was when I you know, first really moved out um, of my mom's house, like, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and then, you know, I immediately went into another contract um, with the people that kind of helped me get out of that contract. And then similar situations happened with that. Um, but uh, not necessarily 
the harassment side, but on the right. side, like they tried to steal all my music that I created with them. And mm-hmm. they tried to steal all this, all of my like, like belongings that I had that I moved into their studio. There was like this, all this mm-hmm. crazy stuff. So, you know, I was signing all these contracts and, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, you know, I'm a young, I'm like, a, you know, young right teens but you know still super young and not not knowing what i'm doing and i'm over here like my mom's like don't sign it like let's, mm. let's let whoever like you know review it but you know i'm over here like these these schools have like a you know a, a phantom for me to drive a ferrari a r8 like right. for me to just like pick and drive whenever i want i'm, I'm 18 19 right. i'm like I'm gonna sign this contract. <laughs> but you know, all in all, I ended up having to get a lawyer to get out of it again because mm-hmm. I signed something that I didn't read fully. Mm-hmm. And you know, at the end of the day, that's my fault. Yeah. I got myself into these these effed up situations and had to get out of them somehow. And you know, of course, my mom was right there, like helping me and. And mm. she spent a lot of money on, on lawyers and right. know, and at the same time I'm like, dang, like if I would have known, if I would have just done the research and like done like dug enough for me to know the language of the contract mm-hmm. or to know that like I need to be patient and um submit it to a lawyer, submit it to somebody, have somebody read it who knows what they're reading. Right. Um, you know, I I could have avoided so much. <laughs> yeah. So much. And that those are only like the two first situations I got into. Like there's so many, you know, I had to sue BOB. Like there's all kinds of wow. stuff I got into that I and that was that wasn't my fault. That situation was contractually um mm. by him. Oh wow. Um, yeah, I can't imagine only being like 18 and that's like your first like taste of the industry. You're like, now I got to get a lawyer? Hold on, I just signed this deal. Now I got to sue. Like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And then was it like, did it leave a bad taste in your mouth for a while? Were you like, oh man, I don't think this music thing is where I want to go. Now it's dealing um, with it. Not, kind of did the opposite. Oh, I was okay. like, I'm going to get up in this and like, mess people up. Like, I'm going to get up in here. Like, let me up in here. Like, now right regret that like, i was oh no i was pissed i could imagine i could i could see you walking into a record label and be like yo where the f is my money yo all y'all forget y'all <laughs> i could definitely see that for you because <laughs> you know what you want like you're you're i feel like you're like ambitious and you know what what you need and what you have to offer and you're not gonna let people just step over you so that's yeah. awesome i love that thank you of course yeah. <laughs> i mean important. it's important to be you know a knowledgeable strong artist especially if you're gonna choose to be independent that's yeah the number one thing is to know your shit and know what you're doing definitely when did you know like Yo, I'm actually doing really good on this independent side of things. When would when did you get that realization? Um well there were actually stages okay. of my independent situation. Right. Um the very first time I like split from something to do like my music, mm-hmm. um, 
I actually got my GED when I was 15. Oh, wow. And that I was having a lot of trouble at the same time in high school. I was getting bullied and it was like, I couldn't handle it emotionally. I was like starting to, you know, like, okay, I can't get it. Right. Um, so my mom and I made an agreement Mm. that I got my GED passed it and focused full time on my music and got a job. Then I get my GED. So I was like done. And, you know, I got it. I did it. Um, That's when I auditioned for American Idol. I was like 15 and a half or something when I auditioned for American Idol. And then, um, yeah, just kind of pushed that. And then I had actually gotten into rock bands. So I actually joined my first rock band um, on the non-independent side. Really? I think I was 16 when I first started that. Wow. And then that wow. that kind of was steady for like three, four years. And mm-hmm. then I had a rock band that got actually pretty popular. And then everyone kind of uh, got into some bad stuff and it just like blew up. And right. my boyfriend, they ended up jumping mm-hmm. my boyfriend because they thought he was getting in the way. And like, <laughs> whoa, whoa, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> There's okay. Hi, sorry. No. Yes, please, please. <laughs> so that that made me go independent after the rock band situation, and that's when I was about eighteen. Okay. I moved to LA and like signed and like did all that. Okay. So that, that was the <laughs> second independent situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of started doing some things with producers for mm-hmm. a while. Um, doing like fifty fifty with producers, and then. Um, I got screwed over really badly by this guy. He took like all my music and I only had a copy of like three of the songs. We did like 20 songs. Wow. I don't even have like the written music. I don't have anything for it. So I don't even know. Like some of it, I don't even really remember what notes they were. Right. And um, I was like, man, I got to figure this garage band shit out. (laughs) Right. So, you know, I started rehearsing piano, getting back into piano because I got injured. So I kind of stopped playing piano and guitar for a while. Okay. And um, I still, it's really hard for me to play guitar because I have nerve mm. damage. But mm. um, I, you know, I got back into piano. It was it was easier to get back into. Right. Um, and then just kind of, I was like, you know, if there's a band that wants to come with me on this, then we'll do it. But mm. if not, I can do it myself. And that right. was really mm-hmm. so. That's dope. That's real. I like the I like how you said there were stages because there definitely were stages yeah. to this to this thing. Yeah. So wh- where are you at? Stages like there's. Right. <laughs> like, not, I'm about to ask you right now. What, what stage are you at right right now as we speak? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I went through a stage where I moved to Miami. You know, after X Factor, I got picked up by another label. Moved to Miami, did the label thing again. Right. So, um. That actually was an amazing experience. Um, every part of it was amazing experience. That's it was tough. a one-year contract, and um, we were going to renew it. And the guy who owned the label, he had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And um, he lived, but he just didn't. I mean, it was not healthy for him to continue the thing that was bringing the most stress. And not right. running a label. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so we had this other business he kind of went back full time to and um, mm. focused on that and his kids. Right. So um, 
you know, unfortunately that would have been a dope situation to be like five years in, you know what I mean? Definitely. It's like, you know, if it's not meant to be something, you know, your destiny is going to, going to pan out how it's going to pan out. Definitely. Follow the yellow brick road. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. What did you like about that, that record deal? Um, I, I had all the creative control, Mm. you know, I, I was able to freely write in a studio with top line producers and I could write whatever I wanted, record whatever I want. I had as many hours as I wanted. Mm. I slept there sometimes. Um, They were paying for a two bedroom house for me to stay in by myself. Wow. Um, Like, it was Miami. I was <laughs> You're like it's Miami. I was, I was 22. <laughs> right. It was Miami. I was 22. Was doing some things. I was <laughs> all night going to Ultra, going to you know all these clubs. It was the club scene. I was getting paid to go to these clubs and wow. perform and do this all this you know thing. And um, I did a radio tour. My my music made it to top 40 radio. It was spinning. Wow. Um, you know, I, I saw the most of my of my um, of my exposure um, and that type of success through that um, that, deal. that time in my life. Right. Um, you know, so I was really living it up. Oh, yeah, You're like I can't be mad at this. <laughs> you know, it's you know that's when I did the song with Jim Jones and right. And, um, that's when I opened for Flow Rider and Pink and Method Man. Wow. So it was just like the highlight of my whole career. You know, X Factor was like, uh, you know, around here, but that mm-hmm. once after X Factor hit and I, you know, I got picked up, that was, that it just took off. You know? Definitely. Um, so, and then there was a stage of me kind of having to refine myself and, and, mm. You know, I kind of got super depressed after that contract ended. And, you know, I was like, where, what, what am I doing? Like, I don't know how to do this by myself like that. Like, right. The way right. Doing it, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I just woke up from this, like, the Matrix. Yes. That, like, like, oh I got to do this myself now? <laughs> yeah. So there was this weird stage of like trying to find producers. Like I, you know, mm. do I want to do a producer thing? Do I want to do a band live band thing? I kind of wanted to do a live band thing, but then I, right. you know, I I got so tired of relying on other people that just mm. ended up flaking out on you. And I did so many shows by myself because people like didn't show up and stuff. Like oh, what? With for months, just didn't show up to the big show you've been rehearsing with the whole time. Yeah, and it's like. <laughs> And it's, it's, there's no logic in it, and, right? Um, I'm just like you know, I can't rely on on anybody else, and exactly, who I'm relying on can't do the things I need need right now. Mm-hmm. Um, situation, so it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're um, like, <laughs> exactly. What's seeming to attract? It's all cheesy. I'm like, what is karaoke night and shit? And like, oh god. <laughs> I feel you. I hear you. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm, I didn't even answer your oh, question. 
No. Right now, that was your initial question. Yeah, no, yeah. go ahead, tell us because you remembered, but I, I, I love the story you were telling anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, um, you know, I've been kind of doing the school thing. So my dad actually had a heart attack back in 2016. Mm. And um, I went through this thing with him. Like he married some crazy lady who tried to like fight me on <laughs> I wouldn't go to church with them. Like it was weird. So um, I ended up going, <laughs> like leaving, leaving. And, um, you know, he uh, ended up seeing that I was right and he filed for divorce and did all that and wanted me to come back and help him because, you know, my, um, the, my, one of my sisters lived there and she was moving out. So he's mm-hmm. alone and he kind of needs to be washed over a little bit. Right. So um, I ended up moving back in with him. Um, when was it? Uh, I think it was like two years ago now. Okay. About, about two years ago in January. Um, and I kind of have been focusing on school and kind of trying to get it out of the way. And at the same right. time, I've been writing a lot and releasing some things. And and I've been working with this new, um, Not I don't really have a full team, but I have these two three people that have been kind of um, working with me on the videos, mm. you know, the mixing and mastering and stuff. So That's I'm awesome. kind of in this stage of um, definite independence, but I'm still kind of like shopping for different opportunities that are right for me. And right. right. So, um, yeah. yeah. That's dope. That makes sense. It's like, <laughs> like you could, you come off from like that, like you said, that record label high, and then now you're like a student again, and you're like trying to do, this. yeah, right. Like, did I make the right decision? Like, I don't know what's happening right now, but you're killing it. Obviously, I mean, you're still here, you're still doing the damn thing. So, <laughs> so before we get into your your uh, your performance, um, we want to ask you the epic question, the most epicness question that we got for y'all. And this is, this is what, this is Daniela's alley right here. So I'll let Daniela do that. <laughs> so what, if you could pick any superhero power, what would it be and why? Oh. I don't know if this would count. I, this might be cheating. Okay. You, um, you can tell me. But my superpower would be the ability to do anything at any time. Anything at any I time. Could, I could fly. I could read minds. I could be here, yeah. anything at any time. Right? Is that a thing? Daniela's saying yes. I'm just I'm just trying to picture. <laughs> I feel like that's like the ultimate superhero power, right? You can do is that everything. Like, is that like kind of like Superman type of thing? Like, yeah. Okay. Could okay. Read, I can't remember. Can read minds? I don't know if he can read minds. No, he can't read minds. But I, I nah, nah, he can't read minds. <laughs> but so. you would be able to read minds. So that that makes you superior to Superman. So. <laughs> So yo, that that's hot that's a good one. Here. I'm like, can I get a hot tub? <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole the whole Kazam thing, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> oh man, that's too funny. So are you are you all set to perform for us? Yeah, yeah, I'm all set to 
you know, get some cool. things. Let's do it. We're gonna we're gonna downsize right here. We'll be small and you'll be big, so everybody can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I like how she slid off right there. <laughs> that was a good one. Oh, oh Danielle is big, and I'm very small. <laughs> 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 She's like, oh, there, go. <laughs> there she goes. I'm excited for this. Oh, <laughs> what? Hey, I didn't. I didn't know that was a piano under there. I thought it was no, a sofa. Oh. <laughs> a little warm, so I don't. I don't have like the full that was like a magic trick. She just like unveiled it real quick. I was like, whoa, she changed it. Into- <laughs> I was like, she just hit her magic trick. <laughs> cool. What is the name of this song that you're performing for us today? Um, I'll do um one of my new songs actually just released um on New Year's. Oh, nice. It's called Eclipse. There's also a music video out for it. Um and my next music video for my song America will be out on this Sunday. Woo, boop, 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 boop. Air horns. Sounds great. <laughs> All right, so this is Eclipse. Let's do it.
does this work impossible? Do you want to do another one? Oh, I can if you want me to. I mean, if you want to, but before you do that, I want to just know like what was the what was like the, what's the meaning to that song and what's like the creative process for you to write that? Um, well, that song's kind of like um it's kind of like me talking to future love mm. and saying, you know, I have all these insecurities, I have all these like issues. And I might run away for a second, but you just got to pull me back in and, you know. Right. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Do you want to do one more for us? Yeah, I can do one more. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. I was like, it was so good. I I don't want to, I didn't want it to stop. (laughs) Of course. Um, Okay. I, I think I'll do, let's see. I know I just put you on spot, so I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, I think I'll do the um the video that is coming out. Oh, that'd be perfect uh, on Sunday. Although I might have to just bring the lyrics. Because oh, okay. <laughs> and like some, a lot of some of my write. Oh, you did ask about my writing process. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my writing processes are like super random and in the studio when I get into the studio I actually end up freestyling a bunch mm, mm-hmm. and I end up liking what I do but then I have to learn what I did right freestyle and I'm like I don't know what I did so <laughs> understand you know I've been practicing and stuff but I'm like this one um you know I'm still kind of learning a little bit of the second verse it's you know? all good we get we get the behind the scenes a- access right here. This is an exclusive. Yeah, yeah. This song with that. Yeah, okay. So this one is called America. Um, it's kind of about everything that's happened pretty much since America existed. Yeah, and all of the like crazy corruption, the traumatic events, the colonization, mm-hmm. the racism, the brutalities, the mm-hmm. um, prejudice. Like, I could go on literally for, like, 10 hours about right. craziness. Um, and this is kind of like, um, you know, I was born in America. I love my country. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always, you know, pros and cons about every relationship. Um, And so this is kind of like my love song to America, um, especially with these past events that have happened, um, you know, the the past recent events Mm -hmm. um, in the past couple of years. So and then this music video is coming out on uh, on Sunday, on Valentine's Day. So this. Yeah, I don't mess it all up. (laughs) No, it's all good. (laughs) Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. So that the music video good. to that is dropping Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Valentine's Day. Yeah. That's awesome. Do, do you want to just pack that up real quick and then we can re- reconvene? Yeah. <laughs> no problem. I have more questions. That's why I was like. Oh, cool. just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't look back. Her magic trick back. Okay. It's yeah. not a magic trick, ladies and gentlemen. It's I'm just. <laughs> Oh, now it's gone. <laughs> While she's doing that, we want to say shout out to uh, Cartel Coffee. You know what I'm saying? One time sponsoring today's uh, interview. Oh, I, I know. I we emailed. I emailed her. I, I DM'd her and it was like, yo, we want to make get you some coffee for Cartel. And she's like, oh, I'm not in Arizona right now. I was like, ah. Oh. Amazon has an overnight service. <laughs> Like, come on now, it's 2021. I should be able to sh- get it overnight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Yo, Cartel Coffee is really good, but their tea, this chai tea that I'm sipping on today, yeah, really, really good. Almond yeah, milk. I tell you. 
So when you come back to, to Arizona, uh, Tora, you got to try that out. Definitely. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh, they make good coffee and tea. It should be illegal. That's why it's called cartel. So, ooh. Yes, y'all can, that. they can, they can take that one from me as long as they pay me afterwards. <laughs> so Tora, let's, um, I want to talk about your, you auditioning for X Factor and American Idol. Mm-hmm. And what was that like for you? Um, it was definitely interesting. Um, and it, you know, uh, my very first uh, competition audition like that was actually Star Search when I was 13. Oh, wow. And my mom and I did uh, flew out to Chicago for those auditions. So auditions were in Chicago. We flew out and uh, did that. I didn't make it. I was like too shy at that time. I was like, I'm competing for something. Like, <laughs> and um, yeah, but then I, I think my next one after that was um, American Idol when I was like 15, 15 and a half. Um, that was pretty cool. Um, we actually went to Vegas for that audition. It was mm-hmm. in uh, 2005, I want to say. Okay. Um, it was the year that Taylor Hicks won. Okay. And what's funny is that I was sitting next to Taylor Hicks during that audition, the cattle call audition process when we're sitting like in line. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and he was super nice, super nice person. Um, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that was a that was an interesting time because Simon Cowell told me that he didn't think America was ready for me yet, and he told me no. But the oh. other judges told me yes, so I ended up making it to Hollywood. Right. Um. So that was interesting. Um. I kind of got like exploited in the Rolling Stone magazine for like American Idol rejects and shit. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. It was an interesting feeling. Um. And then I went on to do X Factor, and they like. I told the whole story of American Idol, and they were like, "Yeah, we don't want to talk about that whole." situation like oh, okay they didn't, to, they didn't want to associate uh simon with american idol at all they didn't want to like oh wow. That she was associated with them they were like we are trying to be our own thing it's, we're not trying to have it like right um so although he remembered me no he did <laughs> act like he remembered me mm. kind of like a, a mm. weird thing well, he, he did a bad job at that acting like he didn't he did a bad job acting like he didn't know you because when you came up and you you did your performance he was like oh i remember you like he did the whole thing and i was like now you're saying that it's like he did not follow protocol but yeah how, how could he i mean when he hears you like you have a distinct sound like mm-hmm. and you're good so mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes sense <laughs> sorry i didn't mean to cut you off in your story so go ahead um uh yeah, I think that that's pretty much it though. It was um uh it was interesting definitely being on X Factor um because I was really able to see a lot more of that competition mm-hmm. and um the way things are done uh for reality TV like that. It's very edited and it's very processed. Mm-hmm. Um like the information. So there's so much information that like they're able to manipulate mm-hmm. about what you're saying and what they're asking you and how they're asking it. And 
and it's like they make you seem like a different person than yeah. you actually were during the interviews because they're over here cutting and pasting all this stuff to make you seem a certain different way. That's strange. You know, I, I had like a weird suspicion that's what was happening, but now you just yeah. like you you said it, so now I'm like, okay, reality TV, yeah. not really reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was so much stuff that they cut out of, of my stuff. I did I probably did like 10, 15 auditions during X Factor, um, because going through all those rounds and all those processes, especially during boot camp, um, that they didn't air of mine because they knew that America was going to um, choose me and mm. they didn't want me to be chosen. So wow. they sabotaged me on purpose in order to get the result that they wanted within the competition. Is that manipulative? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. See, I'd be watching those shows. I'd be like, oh, see, that guy's a cool guy right there. Like, <laughs> but maybe it's like just the editing production to it. They're like, they're like, we want this America to feel for this. They want them to Tear jerk, or for you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. wow, that is that is the harsh reality of reality TV. It's not, it's like when I figured out WWE was fake when I was younger. It's not that's right now. You just did that for me. It's like, it's like Santa Claus isn't real, exactly. Exactly the feeling. I was like, I just saw this dude jump off a ladder. What are you talking about? He's this is not real. Like, hello, <laughs> oh man, that's crazy though. Well. What um other projects are you working on right now? I mean, you're dropping America mm-hmm, Sunday. Anything else? Then, um, on July 4th, I'm dropping um, a song called Anaerobic. The, I mean, not the song, the video to Anaerobic. Okay. There's the um, Anaerobic, America, and Eclipse are all on an EP that's mm. on New Year's. Okay. And so I'm just kind of in the process of dropping each of those videos one at a time. Nice. And then um, I'm also working on some other new songs, a few new songs. I'm hoping to do another little EP at some point this year. Nice. <laughs> but, right. Um, yeah. Other than school and, um, you know, I've been doing a lot of like uh, acting work and stuff here in LA. It's <laughs> been paying my bills. So, right. um, can you can you say anything that you've been like uh that you auditioned for for acting wise um well i haven't actually done an audition in a long time i kind of just my portfolio and and they hire me she got it like that y'all she only had to audition what are you talking about zion what are you talking about z come on (laughs) um yeah i i just did actually i um I just did um, some stand-in work, actually, for a whole season of the Kaminsky Method, the third season. Oh, wow. um, so that was pretty cool. I actually, in the past, like a few years ago, I did a couple episodes on Ballers. I did um, Foster's Speechless. Did a few commercials. Um, Danielle, Danielle's going to ask. Go ahead and ask, Danielle. You heard Ballers. We'll oh, go ahead and ask. Yeah, that's gonna ask. She's gonna be like, "Have you? Did you meet the Rock and Baller?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did, did yeah, you? He's super nice. He's super huge. Super nice. We were laughing about how different the weather is from mine <laughs> to his. Then <laughs> now jealous. She's like, "I can't even talk no more." I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Now, now you know Taurus, but she can get you in with the rock now. <laughs> Hopefully. Taurus. <laughs> I mean, if I had his personal contact, I'd totally make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Uh, Danielle, you got anything else you want to add or ask? Um, there's one thing. You were a dancer, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I still am. Yeah. So what was kind of your transition from dancing? Like, what kind of styles did you do? Um, but what was your deciding factor that you want to just focus more on music? Um, well, dancing was always kind of in the background. Um. I always just did dancing when, you know, when I, when I could, you know, um, if I have a full band or something behind me and I don't have to sit at a piano, I'll totally do some dancing. Um, or if I'm doing like the club tours, mm-hmm. um, then I have, you know, a couple backup dancers where I'm dancing. And I actually, there's a lot of videos of, um, of me opening for Flowrider and, and all those different performances where I had, you know, and I choreographed all those shows and all, uh, wow. all of that. And I actually did a full wow. tour of China for three months and Jeez. I choreographed the dances for that. And I was singing and dancing at the same time. So it's kind of always coincided um, with each other, the, the, the music and the dancing. It just really depends on whether I have to sit at a piano <laughs> or yeah. uh, or if I can, you know, if I if I have, you know, what type of music I'm doing. If I'm doing a bunch mm-hmm. of slow, intimate ballads, and I might not be, you know, dancing as much as if I'm, you know, doing a club show with like all my, you know, more pop songs, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I always just took all of like all the things that I've done and, and that I do. I always just kind of taking it as it comes. So as I get gigs that are, you know, I'll still accept gigs that are dancing and I'll still do shows, um, you know, club shows and all those type of shows uh, where I dance and, and all definitely. That. I definitely want to incorporate it in when I do my next tour, mm-hmm. incorporate that again. And I definitely want to incorporate more dancing than I have in the past while I'm singing. Um, wow. Like mm-hmm. doing tap dancing and doing like ballet and doing a more partner work and stuff like that. Um, but that's more for like you know bigger production <laughs> shows. So she is out here, man. What the <laughs> heck? <laughs> like I thought she did. Now she's like, you know, I need to add more. I was like, whoa, you had you had enough. You had enough going on the first time. <laughs> but that's awesome. You said you went on tour a lot. So like, what has been like your favorite tour story? Like, do you have like a, a fond memory? Like your favorite memory or anything? Yeah, def- I have a lot of favorite memories um my very first tour was actually with uh, one of the rock bands that I was Mm -hmm. in and um it was it was pretty short we only went out for like three weeks um but it was like it might not be my favorite because it was definitely (laughs) a little like budgeted (laughs) right right (laughs) um but it was definitely like a super fond memory because it was like my first real tour. Right. And, um, you know, we were in a in a a van, like an extended van, and we had six members and a, wow. drummer, a drummer with like a nine piece kit. 
So, you know, Sheesh. two guitarists, a keyboard, uh, you know, the drummer with his kit, and then me, which I, I have <laughs> the least amount of stuff because most of the venues already have PA systems and microphones. Right. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, there's times where, you know, we're, we're like going under some bridge to like pop a squat because we can't <laughs> restroom like you're like 40 miles and everybody ate Taco Bell and oh no <laughs> and you know I'm just buying boobs you know what I'm saying Ooh, oh, man I feel <laughs> yeah I... we're sleeping where I'm like laying across everybody because I'm like the smallest person they're like lay on top of everything you can fit on top of everything I'm like I don't want to lay on top of everything that's not comfortable right yeah <laughs> but um it was definitely a great memory. Uh, That's awesome. It was super fun, super funny. Lots of mm -hmm. hilarious things. Um, uh, another tour was, of course, touring China. It was mm, actually yeah. one of my favorite, favorite tours um, was touring China. Um, just being in, I mean, not only being able to perform my music for people who I didn't even know knew my music and they were singing along, but they didn't know English. That wow. was so amazing. That like stole me. It was like, what? Yeah. You know, yeah. And, um, you know, just being treated so, they treat you so differently as an American performer. They really? treat, they treated me like, be, like I was Beyonce. I'm like, wow. Yeah, it was insane. <laughs> People like sneak filming me like on the plane, on the train. What? Ooh, that's wild. Yeah. And um definitely the uh, the the culture shock was yeah. it was so vibrant and like liberating and mm -hmm. and trying to learn a language while you're in the country, trying to talk to people that you can't talk to is yeah. like it. It's just so different. It's you're like it was definitely so cool. <laughs> yeah. I, are you what, what kind of food did you eat there? What was like what was your favorite like meal that you had there oh, in China? Gosh. So there was this street food um that they had almost every city that I went to. They had like the little um street cart, like food cart thingies. Uh -huh. And it was like I don't know what it was called. <laughs> I don't remember how they said it. And I don't know what it is in English. And it's not any kind of situation that is an American thing. But it was made with some things that we all like know about. So they definitely used like, it was definitely really close to a Mexican tortilla. Like the big... Wow the big flour tortillas and they put this like sweet spicy like asian sauce on it and they break an egg into it and like mm. put the egg mm -hmm. into the tortilla right and, um they have like all these different ingredients that you could choose to put in it there's like chicken and beef and all these different things all these veggies and um that was that was it. That was bomb. That was, that was the thing. I I literally loved it so much. I was like, I'm gonna go home and make it. Like, wow. She's she like, you know, I gotta learn for myself, so I don't have to come out to, to China yeah. to get this meal. I feel you. That's so tight. Yeah. That's so cool. Well, Tor, we appreciate you coming on the show and performing for us. That was a huge Thank surprise you. for us. Thank you for having me. Of course. Um, did, where can they follow you at? 
Um, all of my social media is at Tora Wallishan. Um, YouTube, Instagram. Um, yeah, my website. She's like all of it. Just tour it. Go, go, just go, 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 do it. Everybody, go follow her. You're gonna, you're not gonna regret it. Like, and America is coming out. Feb- the music video February, uh, 14. Or what is it? Is it yeah, 14? Yeah. Okay. Valentine's Day. 14. 14th. Yeah. That's why I, I was like, why am I saying the 14th? Because I'm thinking Valentine's Day. Okay. So yeah, I was I right. <laughs> there we go. And Daniela, where can they follow you at? At Danny Girl Takeover. And you can follow us at The Lounge Takeover. You can follow me at Z underscore underscore G-I-V. You can follow Cartel Coffee. I think it's at Cartel Coffee uh, Lab. Lab. It's on here somewhere. Yeah, I got it right. Cartel Coffee Lab. Go follow them. <laughs> They're right there. You know what I'm saying? Shout out for being a sponsor today. We appreciate it. Tora, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I thank you. Of course. You guys have a good rest of your week. We are out of here, man. Have a good Friday.